Week five of the NFL season is in the books. And what have we learned and how will it impact the 2024 NFL draft? We'll tell you why Justin Fields may be able to keep Caleb Williams away from the Chicago Bears next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson. Always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network. And guys, happy Tuesday, man. And thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out to y'all for being our everydayers. But I got to kick this thing over to my partner in crime, my brother, Mr. LSU Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man. In 2019, national champ with those LSU Tigers, man, here to bring you that championship-level content that's surrounding the NFL draft every single day, 24-7, 365. We are your dynamic duo to tap in myself, DP, Damian Parsons, man. We are your go-to source for everything, college football, NFL football. But like we always like to say, what? It always starts with the NFL draft. And DP, we're talking about week five recap, man. We're talking about what have we learned. You let them know at the top of the show, we're talking Justin Fields and Caleb Williams in the showdown. And in the midway, right, in Chicago, and we'll see how that thing is going to play out. And then we're talking about the rookie report. Rookies are performing, right, a running back, right, maybe from Texas A&M. It's performing at a high level, and then game balls. We're handing out game balls. So, yes, Coach K, Coach DP is making another appearance to hand out game balls into the locker room. So, y'all make sure to stay tapped in. We have an action-packed show. But, DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit him with our title sponsor? Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft has been brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Keith, what have we learned <clears throat> from Week Five in the NFL? And I'll tell you what, what we learned, Keith, that if Justin Fields, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, right, coming off two really strong performances, if Justin Fields can continue to play at the level that he's playing. Caleb Williams will not be necessary in the the, the windy city. Like it won't be a, a not even. Um, let me put let me let me rephrase that. Caleb Williams nor Drake May will be necessary for the Chicago Bears. Keith, and right now, you know, because of that pick from the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears is projected to pick one and two currently as we head into Week Six of the NFL season. So even with that, Keith. Justin Fields keeps doing what he's doing. Granted, you could have been two and uh, what two and three right now if the head coach didn't, you know, do what he does and, and against the Denver Broncos and decide to be uber aggressive and lose that game. You could have been two and three. So for me, Justin Fields has played well. And if you look at what he did Thursday night against the Washington Commanders: two hundred eighty-two pass yards, fifty-seven yards rushing. Right, four total touchdowns all through the air. Him and DJ Moore had this connection, Keith. And I just look at it from this aspect with those two picks, man. Keith, I'd rather just go with Marvin Harrison Jr. and a Jared Verse, right? You're deep, even if you get Caleb or Drake, you know what's still a problem? Your freaking defense. 
your defense is still a problem. You can't get after the passer. You have no one on the edges. You traded away Khalil Mack, right? Travis Gibson was one of your best, young, you know, young kind of pass rushers in through the preseason. You got rid of him too. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting here like, all right, no matter who you put at quarterback, unless they got a defense with them, you're not going to be successful. So for me, I, that's what I've learned, Keith, is that Justin Fields is finding a rhythm. And I think that if this continues, there's no need for Caleb or Drake. How, okay, so the, this is where the question, it, it kind of inserts itself, is how good does Justin Fields have to be for you to pass up on Caleb Williams, DP? And because we Caleb Williams could potentially be a two-time Heisman winner, right? He's going to throw for back maybe 100 touchdowns, right, like over two seasons um, and just all of the hype. And then also not only just the hype but the talent, right? He, I, I know for sure he, he is going to knock the, the media portion out the park. He's going to pass that with flying mm -hmm. colors. So, you know, the, the gaining momentum around that. Then also, DP, like we're, talk, we're talking about so many nuances, right? Is Justin Fields, what, pick like 13 or 15 or somewhere was, around uh, there, right? Uh, oh, man, I think it was like 11. I think the Bears okay. came from 20 it, to 11. It came up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're talking about a, a basically, he was selected past pick 10, right? But then now mm -hmm. you're talking about a quarterback that's the number one overall pick. So the question is, is is how good does Justin Fields have to be to kind of hold it off? Because um, you think about prospects, right? And it's probably, I'll probably put Andrew Luck, right? Andrew Luck is one, Trevor, Trevor. Lawrence, and then now Caleb Williams, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to have the the wherewithal of you, to, whoever the general manager is, whoever the owner is, right, to say that we're passing up on one of the three best quarterback prospects that we've seen in the last 20 years to rock with Justin Fields. So Justin Fields, in my opinion, has to be doing some spectacular stuff because DP, I, I like you, the, the, the broader thing is what a the specific thing is the Chicago Bears, but when you look at it at a broad perspective, how many NFL teams would trade in their quarterback for a shot at Caleb Williams, right? So I want to ask you that question. How good does Justin Fields have to be to be able to hold off uh, Caleb Williams? I think the way he's playing right now, like it ha he has to sustain that, right? Because last year, Keith, we saw him be able to carry the team as a runner, right? They couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't pass. The offensive line was terrible. All those things, right? And then he was able to carry this team momentum-wise with his legs. Now we're seeing it a little differently these past two weeks, really, of him finding that rhythm. After what we talked about last week, he made the comment, I've been playing robotic. The, the coaches, I'm, I'm basically, it was almost like he was being pulled in different directions from different coaches. Like he's hearing too much and it's clouding his internal processing ability, right? So now he's like, I'm just going to play my game. And ever since that comment, right, like he had the game against the Chiefs where they got blown out. and then. You know, the Denver game and then against a really strong Washington Commanders defense in front, he's looked like the guy we wanted to see. So I think if he continues, I'm not saying you got to go out there at 500 total yards from offense every week, but I think playing at this clip, right, not turning the ball over, being decisive, getting the ball out quick, showing that he that he is a good processor or an improving processor, the arm talent, things of that nature, and still being able to make the plays because as, as great of an athlete that Caleb is, he, athletically, he's not on the par with Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a 4-4, four, four, potential 4-3 four, type of athlete. That's not Caleb. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, and the thing, people are going to, and, and, and they're going to they're throw out generational with Caleb, right? Miss me with that crap. I don't want to hear it. I'm tired of hearing that. For every year, we got a generational prospect. I'm tired of hearing it, Keith. So it's like with, with Caleb, as much as I, I love his game, there's flaws in his game too. 
that people clearly gloss over. The fact that he doesn't take checkdowns, the fact that he misses open reads that are staring him dead in the face because he's chasing the long ball in the NFL. That will get you. That will get you in trouble. Right. When they throw too high and they don't give you anything deep, if you're still willing to test that crap, you're going to throw picks. So it's still some issues with his game. And he plays in the air raid. Who's running that in the NFL right now? You know what I mean? They, 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 we got to call this thing a spade a spade where when it was Kyler, it was like, well, he's got to be dependent on the air raid. Baker Mayfield, he's got to be dependent on the air raid. We're not hearing that about Caleb. And he's playing for the same coach they played for. So for me, it's like I get it. But. I'll just look at it from the aspect of you put Caleb on a bad situation. What do we see with Andrew Luck? He was able to do a lot of good things, and he got killed behind a bad offensive line. What did it do? Force him to retire early, right? Trevor Lawrence, the jury's still out. He had a great game against Buffalo, but the jury's still out. There's no, been no game-to-game consistency of him being generational. So that's how I look at it, Keith. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I, and, I, and I asked the question and presented because it's it's those are all the dynamics that are going to come into, right, like, like selecting one – one well passing up on selecting Caleb Williams right, right. versus playing with Justin Fields and I, I long think as Fields make- shows some consistency as long as he keeps balling I don't think I think if they made that decision because you know you're gonna get a king's ransom with that first overall pick if you trade yeah, that's, that's, you I mean, know that, you're gonna get a king's is, ransom that part is very true too and you never know if you can potentially trade that number one overall pick and then still be sitting within the top 10, get the Kings ransom and then still have two first round picks to select them, a, a Drake may or a Michael Penix. I know right. One team and that'll then, send that send a bunch of picks over Sean ooh. Payton in Denver. They will absolutely do it. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 it looks like at this point they, they may have to DP because that thing is just not working out there in Denver, man. But I think the Chicago conversation is going to be interesting moving forward. And I'm going to be excited just to continue to have it because we still have what, man, what, 10, 12 weeks left for NFL football. We have another yeah. seven weeks of college football for people to continue to put together regular season resumes and then build on that. And then we still have a whole lot more film that we have to evaluate and go through. But I think that is a rather interesting conversation because with the Chicago Bears team, it's maybe it's not as good as we thought it would be, right? Like they brought in yeah. DJ Moore, but we we counted DJ Moore as a wide receiver, as an interior offensive lineman as a defensive end. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 say right. that he he's going to play all. That's the only improvement you made all offseason. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how that's how we had to look at it. But um, I think it's it's showing out. I think like I said, it's going to be fun moving forward. But DP talking about moving forward, let's keep this thing moving forward and get into these rookie reports. Like I said, man, we cover everything college, NFL, and what the draft. Everything starts with the draft. So we get into these rookies because, like we said, man, rookies make impacts. So it's time to get these rookies some credit, guys. Trying to buy tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. But if you wait to the last minute, it will and can be. Why? Because at the last minute, you're trying to find the best deals. You're competing with other buyers, right? And you're trying to avoid those high-priced scalpers and people trying to scam you out of your money. But let me tell you about game time. It is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Last-minute tickets Flash deals and zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area. You're going to love the fact that they show the views of all the seats in the venue. So you know, okay, what does it look like if I buy this 
ticket in this specific section. Guys, right now, I'm going to tell you, if you go, if you want to go to Thursday Night Football this week for week six of the NFL, you have the Broncos going into Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. You can get tickets on the Game Time app for as low as $158. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. It's time for the Rookie Report, Keith. And, man, when you 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 look at, you know, we had some some – not so good news for Anthony Richardson potentially out for a month or plus with a, th- a grade three AC joint sprain. Uh, okay, we got to so you know, wait for all there. that to happen. Let's pause it there because it's going to be conversation, right? And I thought about mm-hmm. it when I heard the news yesterday. Will there start to be rumblings about him as a running quarterback, right? Like, because you, you know, the, and, and, I'm, and I'm only asking this question as just asking this question, right? I don't, I'm kind of stuck in between both ways, right? Because they're going to be the Anthony Richardson conversation of obviously he needs to run the football. Like that's, that's one of his, you know, his, his superpowers. That's one of his X traits. You drafted him because he's 240 pounds and ran a four three. Right. But then also now we're talking about a concussion and then now we're talking about an AC joint, right. Which you don't want to see from your quarterback, especially if you named him your starting quarterback because mentally you felt like he was there and now you just want him to get the reps, but that's two injuries DP early on in the career. So what, what will we see, right? Because we, we kind of talked about him at Florida where Florida didn't let him run the football, right? Because they were apprehensive about injuries with Indianapolis. He ha- has had two injuries early. So my question just would be, how, how do you continue to approach it with Anthony Richardson? Because you don't want to condense it down to a five-year career, right? Because he's yeah. injured a lot. But then also you want to play to his strengths, which is his running ability. So what what, what is the narrative and how do you kind of handle this, this detailed situation? Because I'm more than sure it's something that people are going to start highlighting or soft-circling. I think <clears throat> real quick about that, you have to pick your spots, right? Like you still can use his legs, but just don't be dependent on him. When I, I'm, you know, kids, I watch I have a Sunday ticket. I watch every every snap of this young man's game, and I watch it on tape too. I've seen enough of him as a passer to say, take the training wheels off and just let him play quarterback, where you don't have to fit, you don't have to <clears throat> factor in as many QB sweeps. QB powers, you know, and stuff like that. Like you can still run the, the I like the, the the speed option they ran in that game to get, you know, to get the ball to Isaiah McKenzie out in space and, you know, stuff like that. And he did a good job kind of pressing, getting it out of his hand, didn't take a big hit, right? And even him as a runner, after the concussion, he came back. He's like, all right, I'm not going to be taking, I'm not going to try to run through a bunch of guys. He gets up field, he gets what he can get, what he can get and then he'll slide. So it was like, okay, unlike what we've seen from like Cam and, even like Andrew Luck and some of these other quarterbacks who took a lot of hits, I feel like he's more cognizant of taking care of himself for the most part. That was kind of a freak situation because it was a QB sweep. You got Harold Landry coming, you know, flowing backside, basically puts all his weight on his shoulder, you know, plus his own 240 pounds on his throwing shoulder. It was kind of an awkward fall to me. So I think it was one of them freak situations, right? But I do think that they need to pull it back a little bit. I want to, if I see him run, I'd rather him run off of, just improvising and not the so much of the hey we gotta dial it up for you know what i mean yeah yeah no i'm, I'm with you i'm with you and I, like i said i just wanted to get your opinion on that because that you know it's gonna be rather interesting and we both want to see anthony richardson one healthy see him playing and then also see him be productive right with the nfl and he's just gonna be another exciting showcase when you talk about the cam newtons the lamar jacksons the colin kaepernick's right like all of those mobile quarterbacks and how they're able to affect the nfl football game moving forward and just the thought processes but dp let's keep going right 
I'm gonna start. I'm gonna keep it on the offensive side of the football. I'm gonna keep it in the AFC, and we're going with Devon Achan, man, because he is strung together. DP, this is crazy, man. We're talking about 18 rushes for 203 yards against the Denver Broncos. You're talking about the Buffalo Bills, eight rushes for 101 yards against the Buffalo Bills. Then you're talking about 11 carries for 151 yards um, against the New York Giants, and and these are these are long runs, DP. Denver was a 67-yard run. Buffalo was a 55-yard run. And then the New York Giants was a 76-yard touchdown. So I'm, I'm looking at the stats right now, and I'm looking on NFL.com. So if somebody wants to, you know, correct me, tweet at me, let me know. But these are the stats that NFL.com has in. He's second in the league in rushing, DP, behind Christian McCaffrey. And let me show you the difference. Watch this. Listen to this. Christian McCaffrey has 99 attempts. Devon Achan has 38 attempts, DP, 38 attempts. He's rushing at a third, and he's only 50 to 60 yards behind Christian McCaffrey. So, DP, is you know, I'm going to put it like this. Is Devon Achan the next CJ2K? That's what we want to know, right? Explosive, running backs, running the 4-3, you know, kind of slender frame. He's taking the top off the defense just by running the football. He he has scary speed. Is he the next CJ2K? That's what the people want to know. I'm a man of the people. Yes, Keith, he is. I think he is, man. Like, because he's the best home run threat in the NFL, especially at the running back position. I always would talk about we've seen fast, explosive running backs like him mm-hmm. come in the league and not be successful. And the reason why people like has this misnomer about him, like coming out of AM, that like he was a track guy playing football. Like, and I remember tweeting this out. No, he's a football player that runs track. Yeah. Like, it's different. Was, like, his pace, his pacing, yeah. his patience, his vision, Keith. And, and, and he has he has control of his speed. He knows when to shift gears, when to decelerate, when to accelerate. And a lot of fast cool. players don't have that. And he he if you watch him at A and M, it was a very weird way. He very rarely ran fast. Like if you right. if you remember watching the film, it was always, like he he was a very tempoed runner, right? Like it, or, or maybe it didn't appear that he was moving that fast. I right? never but, I never felt like he hit top speed. But and, he was still and, running his, past yeah, guys. His, his entire time at AM, I never felt like he, he ran to his top speed. I agree with you. I feel like he was just toying with defenses at that point. Yeah, like, and, and just, maybe this DP, maybe you're talking about AM who they, they run a lot of gap and power type stuff, right? And then now he him finally being in the offense to where they, you know, they run that zone and there's a lot of one cut. people get yeah, yeah, one cut and then get upfield and then really turn on the gas, and he's able to just hit the whole full speed and he he's outrunning angles, and it's by far, but I'm also seeing a little bit of him breaking tackles dp you're talking mm-hmm. about just contact balance with him that was something we seen at a.m he was a good runner as far as contact balance and it's translating to the nfl uh but there's one more rookie dp and this guy's on the defense side of football and we've highlighted him and you know what he, he's going to keep making us highlight him and that is defensive tackle for the philadelphia eagles Jalen carter i'm gonna pass it to you dp and let you pick up four tackles two qb hits two more sacks he leads the eagles with three and a half sacks Keith, and he's not even getting the bulk of the snaps just yet, right? Like, he's not, like, an 85% snap share guy yet because they have such a great rotation of defensive linemen when everyone's healthy, right? Milton Williams, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, like, the list goes on. They got a lot of guys that they can rotate and move around. This young man, Keith, and I, you, you, you can tell the people, when I would come on our TDN meetings, because I had Georgia, you know what I mean, in my in my region last year, I'm again. And when I finally like did the deep dive on Jalen Carter, I said, listen, man, I know we call Will Anderson the Terminator, and he's been the best defending college football 
this young man rivals him like easily. Like those are the two top defenders. He is a game record, Keith. The power, the quickness, right? And, and it's like just watching him and, and how he can deconstruct. But he's taking on double teams. It was a one play in the game on Sunday where he ran, he he was lined up, I think, as the op in the opposite A gap in the, in, as a one tech or even at maybe the two I. And when he attacked the, the inside shoulder of the center, he drove the center into the opposite offensive lineman to his right, to the guard. Knocked uh -huh. the dude straight off his feet with the body of the guy trying to block him. Like, <laughs> so you see the, the power that he has, but like that quickness, Keith, that, that cross chop, the cross club, things of that nature to just be able to quickly get offensive linemen out of his face so he can get into the face of the quarterback. Man, he, he's he's going to be an all-pro at this point. And, and, and like I said, we highlighted him a lot on the rookie report. But if you keep doing this, he's probably going to show up week in and week out because we can't deny the young man. He's, he's a game record, man. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's trending. I'm, I'm going to say this, Keith. He's trending into that. Like, his potential to me is Aaron Donald. That's his potential. As a, as a, we're seeing this stuff in the few first few weeks of the season. Wait till he's three years in, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, he, he's, tr he's trending in that direction. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna go. You threw out Aaron Donald, DP, who is obviously best defensive player, I mean, arguably like one of the best to ever do it. If some people may say he was the best, it is the best, right? right? I was kind of more on the train of Indama Kansu, right? And and Indama yeah, Kansu, yeah, his, his 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 career, right, was is weird because the the off the field stuff, of, not even off the field, because he's great off the field, but it was the the out of play stuff, right? Early like, on the field stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it was on the field stuff, but it was off the plate, right? Like that, right. Type, that stuff kind of, I guess, tainted or took a little bit away from just how dominant he was as a football player, but then also how celebrated he was for what he was able to do. Because Indominus was the same type of guy that what coming from Nebraska, right? Like he hit the ground running in the NFL, and I feel like they're probably very comparable in size, right? Like right around that six three, three hundred pounds, and I, and, and you just see. I see the same type of mean streak that I, I, I've seen from Indama Kansu. You know, I, I see it in Jalen Carter and just how they're able to be physically dominant, man. So I, I agree with you, DP. Jalen Carter, his, his trajectory is on something special, right? Like, like that's what you just see, and he's just able to dominate. And then you're also able to see just, you know, because you, you have Jordan Davis there and, and, you know, you have Milton there, but you're able to see that, like, there's levels to this, right? And Jalen Carter just naturally has something that he was born with, they, obviously, he's tapped into and developed and everything else, but he can just do stuff that other people can't do, and he's a special talent at the defensive tackle position. But, DP, man, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing, man. And, uh, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say DP. I'm going to say Coach DP. Coach DP and Coach K, it's time to make those appearances, jump into those locker rooms, and hand out those game balls. So, game ball segment, we handed them out. Coming up next. Heading into week six of the NFL season, guys, snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, brand new customers, today type of new customers, can get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a bet of $5. Let me repeat that. If you bet five bucks, 
$5 as a brand new customer, you get $200 back in bonus bets guarantee. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Guys, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time and or place to do so, to get in on all of the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, Coach K and Coach DP, we're walking into the locker room after week five of the NFL season, and it's time to give out the game balls. Keith, one, one discussion, right? It feels like the, the media has, has trained the casual football fan that the only position that's valuable is quarterback. Right, you can't draft a running back. You can't draft an offensive lineman. Right, you can't draft a, a, a linebacker of sorts. But one of the best linebackers, one of the more impactful players in the NFL, is San Francisco 49er linebacker Fred Warner against the Dallas Cowboys in an absolute butt whooping on Sunday Night Football. Fred Warner, eight tackles, a sack, and he forced two turnovers. And it felt like whenever Dallas was trying to get some offensive momentum, here came number 54. He was in the way, in the picture, causing some type of problem, right? You got Tony Pollard breaking on the run, getting them out of – like they were like backed inside their five after a punt. Nice run was going to push them out towards the 15 or so. Here come Fred Warner. Pocket punch, peanut punch, punched the ball out, created a fumble that San Fran was able to get the ball, get the ball back and give – Brock Purdy and company a short field, right? Then later on in that game, you know, uh, Dak Prescott's trying to target a specific area in, in coverage. Here come Fred Warner, interception. So you see these things and it's like, well, DP, what do you mean? What, what are you saying? What I'm saying is he gets the game ball for one because of how impactful he is. But Keith, on a bigger spectrum, we got to give linebackers their respect. Like they are the running backs of the defense in terms of how they're looked at. When you have an impactful linebacker on the middle of your defense, this guy is running down the field with receivers week in and week out in the slot. Like that, when you got a guy that can do that, where you say, you know what, I don't need a third, a third safety. I don't need a fourth corner on the field. I got Fred Warner. You know what I mean? You can you got Dre Greenlaw. I can, I got linebackers that can do these things. So shout out to him. I want to hey, positional value. Forget all that. Throw it out the window, man. Draft good players dp you know where i'm at with this i've been on this train for a while i don't i don't know why in the draft community we've decided that you know if if, if you're an all pro linebacker it don't matter right like what, what are we talking about at the end of the day like and in, in, in tap back into because you you have to take into when plays are being made and what does that make the other team do right and fred mm -hmm. like you talk about that tony pollard right? fred, like first of all fred Warner changed the game he, he literally changed the game because both of them went. It was still close at that time. It, it was still close at that time. And you think about it. And, and Dallas is trying to gain momentum. They already scored the first touchdown, right? So there's some confidence that we can go down the field again and score another touchdown and keep this thing close, right? Like that, that was the that, that was the key. And then the other part was this that you because you, you think about it from a mental perspective, that okay, cool. We're still in we're still we still have the ability if you're Dallas's offense to be balanced, right? Like you can still do that. 
And then you think about Fred Warner making that play. Now San Fran is up by what, 14 points. Now we can't be balanced anymore. But now San Fran's defense knows that this is not a balanced team anymore. So you think about how impactful that play was, DP. And then also an interception. Fred Warner, he has won two games, like just outright set the tone, made game-changing plays, and he's won two games. That was the Cowboys game, and then week one against the Steelers. He's won two games for you, so you can talk about, we talk about, and let's transition to where you was leaving at, at DP, the, the, the premium position versus, you know, positions that, quote-unquote, don't matter as much. I don't know what's, what matters most than just winning a football game from a defensive player, right? Would, would you rather the, the 12th defensive tackle or would you rather the best inside linebacker in all the football that can make plays for you? So from a draft perspective, DP, I think it's important that we start looking at it's like this is about acquiring talent, right? So at the end of the day, it's about acquiring high-level talent because players are going to make plays, and that's what you've seen in this Cowboys game and you've seen in this in the 49ers games, right? Look at it from a draft perspective. Running backs don't matter. Okay, yeah, cool. Tell Christian McCaffrey that. Hey, uh, tight ends don't matter. Yeah, t- cool. Tell George Kittle that. Hey, linebackers don't matter. Yeah, cool. Tell Fred Warner that. And that's the that's the positions, right, that the San Francisco 49ers have built this team on, and they look like the best team in the NFL right now, point blank, period. So when it comes down to a draft conversation, DP, we have to grade these guys. And I understand it. Quarter, quarterback, let's throw quarterback out the window. But everything else – it's like acquire high-level talent. And if you have a special football player at that position, then that's what we should be attacking because he's going to make special-level plays. So that's why I'm mad now. I thought it was a really cool draft discussion and definitely wanted to get Fred Warner his, his flowers right now. DP, he, he should be in a defensive player of the year conversation. He's already at 41 total tackles. He has two sacks, a forced fumble, and I believe he had, what, two interceptions. Yeah, he, I think he has he had one against Dallas. No, he had a tip ball against Dallas. So, he, yes, he has 41 tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble, and an interception, right? So you're talking about he's filling a stat sheet up already, and he's being the leader of that San Francisco defense. But, DP, let's switch over to the other side, man. And we talk about this, the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, right? So we're talking about um, – you know, young players that's making plays, right? And we, we he wasn't quite a rookie, so we couldn't put him in rookie report. But he's a second-year player talking about Desmond Ritter, man. And we want to hand out the game ball to Desmond Ritter because he, by far, by far, had his best NFL game of his of his best game of his NFL career. He went 28 of 37, 329 yards passing, two total touchdowns against the Houston Texans, who they're rolling in a rookie, DP. C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. who is probably on one of the hottest rookie campaigns we've ever seen in the NFL right and he has to go and outdo this guy and he has to out like just play well because you know your Atlanta Falcons are going to be sitting there what man if only we had a guy like CJ Stroud right like right. Why our guy can't do that type of stuff and Desmond Ritter man he showed up and showed out and played really good football no 100% man and and, and then coming off of the the game he had the week before right in uh London versus the Jags Right, he threw a pick six. He threw another interception. He he did not look good, but to bounce back from that at home, and, and, and you know Bijan wasn't Bijan and completely. He had the, the the great touchdown play, but he fumbled. They, the 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 Texans were able to kind of slow down that run game and keep to see him just go out there and be able to listen. Finally, got the ball to Kyle Pitts. Granted, Kyle Pitts was on my bench in fantasy, so it didn't help me none, but. He finally got the ball to Kyle Pitts, and I, I just want to see more of that. Get the ball to Kyle Pitts. Get the ball to Drake London. Elevate this passing offense because if you do that and if you all still have a subpar season, at least nobody's trying to replace you. 
right? Nobody's trying to get rid of you come April. They said, how can we get better as a team for Desmond Ritter? So shout out to him. He deserved the game ball. Yeah, no, and, and we talk about teams, and we talked about the Justin Fields conversation at the top of the show, right? But there was also conversation about, hey, should the Atlanta Falcons be one of those teams that would be willing to trade for Justin Fields, right? So you, you're fighting oh, yeah. off all of that. And, and, and Justin Fields is from Georgia, right? He's, he's, he's from that Atlanta, uh, greater, greater Atlanta area. So you're talking about homecoming, and you, you're talking about all of this, and narratives, and conversations, and they just feel like, hey, we just need somebody a little bit better than you, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. So he, he's, he played well this week, and let's just see if he can continue to stack weeks together. With DP, stacking weeks together mean that's what we do at the Lockdown NFL Draft. We stack these podcasts together every single day, 24-7, 365. We are who you tap into. Listen, you can find me on Twitter slash X at the talent code you can find dp on twitter slash x at dp underscore nfl like we say man shout out to our everydayers and make sure y'all talk to us because we like to talk back join listen join us tomorrow guys we'll have more discussions we can have draft scenarios so that's going to be coming up we're going to pick a team look at their situation and kind of approach the draft on what they should do so far off of what we've seen through five weeks of the NFL. So we're going to help you guys with that as well. But we'll have that on tomorrow's show. But listen, as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Like he said, shout out to you all for being our every dayers. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.